0: Canto four, six, seven, eight and nine of Book five of the Ramayana of Balmiki translated by Ralph D H Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Omo Canto four Within the City The Guardian Goddess thus subdued the battle Chief his way pursued. And reached the broad imperial street, Where fresh-blown flowers were bright and sweet. The city seemed a fairer sky, Where cloud-like houses rose on high. Whence the soft sound of tapers came Through many a latticed window-frame, And ever and anon rang out The merry love and joyous shout. From house to house, The banner went, And marked each varied ornament, While leaves and blossoms Deftly strung About the crystal columns hung. Then soft and full And sweet and clear The song of women Charmed his ear, And blending with their dulcet tones Their anklets, chime, And tinkling jones. He heard the raksha's minstrel sing, the praises of their matchless king. And softly through the evening air Came murmurings of text and prayer. Here moved the priest with tonsured head, And there an eager envoy sped, Mid crowds with hair in matted twine, Clothed in the skins of deer and kine, Whose only arms when none might blame Were blades of grass and holy flame, their savage warriors roamed in bands, With clubs and maces in their hands. Some dwarfish forms, some huge of size, With single ears and single eyes, Some shone in glittering mail arrayed, With bow and mace and flashing blade, Fiends of all shapes and every hue, Some fierce and foul, some fair to view. He saw the grisly legions wait in strictest watch at Ravan's gate, whose palace on the mountain crest rose proudly towering over the rest, fenced with high ramparts from the foe and lotus-covered moats below. But Hanuman unhindered found quick passage through the guarded bound, mid elephants of noblest breed and gilded car and nighing steed. I omit Canto V, which corresponds to Chapter 11 in Gorisio's edition. That scholar justly observes, The eleventh chapter, Description of Evening, is certainly the walk of the rhapsodists, and an interpolation of later date. The chapter might be omitted without any injury to the action of the poem, and, besides the meter, style, conceits, and images, differ from the general tenor of the poem. And that continual repetition of the same sounds at the end of each hemistich, which is not exactly rhyme but assonance, reveals the artificial labour of a more recent age. The following sample will probably be enough. Fair shone the moon as if to land, his cheering light to guide a friend, and circled by the starry host, look down upon the wild sea coast. The banner chieftain raised his eyes, And saw him sailing through the skies, Like a bright swan who joys to take His pastime on a silver lake. Fair moon that calms the mourner's pain Heaps up the waters of the main, And over the life beneath him throws A tender light of soft repose. The charm that clings to Mundar's hill, Gleams in the sea when winds are steel, and dexter Lily's opening flower showed in that moon her sweetest power. I am unable to show the difference of style in a translation. Canto six The Court The palace gates were guarded well by many a sentinels. sentinel and far within concealed from view were dames and female retinue for charm of form and face renowned whose tinkling omelettes made a sound clashed by the warrows in their glee like music of a distant sea the hall beyond the palace gate rich with each badge of royal state where lines of noble courtiers tuned Showed like a lion guarded OOD. There the wild music rose and fell of drum and tabor and of shell through chambers of each holy tide by solemn worship sanctified. Through grove and garden undismayed from house to house the banner strayed, and still his wandering glances bent on terrace, dome, and battlement then with a light and rapid tread Prahusta's home he visited and kumbhakarna's courtyard where a cloudy pile rose high in air and wandering over the hill explored the garden of each raksh's lord each court and grove he wandered through then nigh to raman's palace drew. she demons watched it foul of face each armed with sword and spear and mace and warrior fiends of every hue a strange and fearful retinue there elephants in many a row the terror of the stricken foe huge arabat deftly trained in battlefields stood ready chained fair leaders on the ground were set adorned with gems and golden net Gay, bloomy creepers clothed the walls; green bowers were there, and picture halls, and chambers made for soft delight. Broad banners waved on every height, and from the roof, like Mundar's hill, the peacock's cry came loud and shrill. Canto seven, Robin's Palace. He passed within the walls and gazed, On gems and gold that round him blazed, And many a latticed window bright, With turkeys and with ledulite. Through portion and rooms he passed, Each richer, fairer than the last, And spacious halls where lances lay, And bows and shells in fair array, A glorious house that matched in show, all paradise displayed below. Upon the polished floor were spread, fresh buds and blossoms, white and red, and women shone a lovely crowd, as lightning flashes through a cloud. A palace splendid as the sky, which moon and planets glorify, like art whose towering hills unfold, their joints and streaks of glittering gold. Where waving on the mountain brows, the tall trees bend their laden boughs, and every bough and tender spray, with a bright load of bloom, is gay, and every flower the breeze has bent feels all the reason what it sent. Near the tall palace, pale of hue, show lovely lakes where lilies BLEW, and lotuses with flower and bud. Gleamed on the bosom of the flood, there shone with gems that flashed afar the marvel of the flower named Car, Mid wondrous dwellings still confessed, supreme and nobler than the rest. Thereon, with wondrous art designed, were Turkey's birds of varied kind, and many a sculptured serpent rolled his twisted coil in barnished gold. And steeds were there of noblest form, With flying feet as fleet as storm, And elephants with daftest skill Stood sculptured by a silver rail, Each bearing on his trunk a wreath Of lilies from the flood beneath. There Lakshmi, beauty's heavenly queen, Wrought by the artist's skill, was seen. Beside a flower-clad pole to stand Holding a lotus in her hand. Canto eight The Enchanted Car There gleamed the car with wealth unfold of precious gems and burnished gold, nor could the wind-god's son withdraw his rapt gaze from the sight he saw by Bisakarma's self proclaimed the noblest work his hand had framed uplifted in the air it glowed bright as the sun's diurnal road the eye might scan the wondrous frame and vainly seek one's part to blame so fine was every part and fair with gems inlaid with lavish care no precious stones so rich adorn the cause wherein the gods are born prize of all resistless might that sprang from pain and penance right. Obedient to the Master's will, it moved over wood and towering hill. A glorious marvel well designed by Bhishakarma's artist mind, adorned with every fair device that decks the CARS of paradise. Swift-moving as the Master chose, it flew through air or sank or rose and in its fleetness left behind the fury of the rushing wind meet mansion for the good and great the holy wise and fortunate throughout the chariot's vast extent where chambers wide and excellent all pure and lovely to the eyes as moonlit shed from cloudless skies fierce goblins, rovers of the night who cleft the clouds with swiftest flight in countless hosts that chariot drew, whose earrings clashing as day flew. Canto nine, the ladies' bower, where stately mansions rose around, a palace fairer still he found, whose royal height and splendor showed. Where Ravan's self the king abode, A chosen band with bow and sword Guarded the palace of their lord, Where Raksha's dames of noble race And many a princess fair of face, Whom Ravan's arm had torn away From vanquished kings in slumber lay, There jewelled archers high overhead An ever-changing luster shed, from ruby pearl and every gem on golden pillows under them delicious came the tempered air that breathed a heavenly summer there stealing through bloomy trees that bore each pleasant fruit in endless tour no check was there from jealous god no door was fast no portal barred only a sweet air breathed to mead. The stranger, as a host, should greet a wanderer of his kit and kin, and woo his weary steps within he stood within a spacious hall with fretted roof and painted wall, the giant robin's boast and pride, loved even as a lovely bride, he drew long to tell each marvel there the crystal floor, the jewel's tear, the gold, the silver, and the shine of chrysolite and almondine there breathed the fairest blooms of spring there flashed the proud swan's silver wing the splendour of whose feeders broke through fragrant wreaths of aloe smoke it is indra's heaven the banner cried gazing in joy from side to side the home of all the gods is this the mansion of eternal bliss there were the softest carpets spread, delightful to the sight and tread, where many a lovely woman lay, overcome by slip, fatigued with play. The wine no longer cheered the feast, the sound of revelry had ceased, the tinkling feet no longer steered, no chiming of a joan was heard. So when each bird has sought her nest, and swans are mute, and wild bees rest, Sleep the fair lilies on the lake, Till the sun's kiss shall bid them wake. Like the calm field of winter sky, Which stars unnumbered glorify, So shone and glowed the sumptuous room, With living stars that chased the gloom. These are the stars the chieftain cried, in autumn nights that outward glide, in brighter forms to reappear, and shine in matchless luster here. With wondering eyes, he awhile he veered its graceful form and attitude. One lady's head was backward thrown, bare was her arm and loose her joan. The garland that her brow had graced hung closely round another's waist. Here gleamed two little feet all bare of anklets that had sparkled there. Here lay a queenly dame at rest in all her glorious garments dressed. There slept another whose small hand had loosened every tie and band. In careless grace another lay with gems and jewels cast away. Like a young creeper when the tread of the wild elephant has spread Confusion and destruction round and cast it flowerless to the ground. Here lay a slumberer still as dead, save only that her balmy BREATH raised ever and anon the lace that floated over her sleeping face. There sunk in sleep an amorous maid, her sweet head on a mirror laid. Like a fair lily bending till Her petals rest upon the rail. Another black-eyed damsel pressed Her liot upon her heaving breast, As though her loving arms were twined Round him for whom her bosom pined. Another pretty sleeper round A silver vase her arms had wound That seemed so fresh and fair and young a reed of flowers that over it hung in sweet disorder lay a throng, weary of dance and play and song where heedless girls had sunk to rest one pillowed on another's breast her tender cheek half seen beneath bed roses of the falling reed the while her long soft hair concealed the beauties that her friend revealed with limbs at random interlaced, round arm and leg and throat and waist, that reed of women lay asleep like blossoms in a careless heap and of Cantos four, six, seven, eight and nine.